0: The Secrets of Middle-Earth is brought to you by the Starquest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Middle-Earth, where we discuss the hidden themes and deeper layers found in the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, whether in his writings or in any of the media derived from them. I'm your host, Thomas Salerno, and joining me tonight is Caitlin Facista. Hello, Caitlin. Hi, thanks for having me. And Jeff Hecker. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Thomas. And be sure to follow The Secrets of Middle Earth in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app or directory of choice. And you can also find us on social media, where we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media. We're on Twitter, where we are at SQPN. Or on Instagram, where we are at StarQuest Network. And don't forget, we have merch now for the show. We have a great new t shirt that you can order at sqpn.com/slash merch. It has all the races of Middle Earth, along with the Hail Mary written in Elvish by Tolkien himself. And tonight, we will be reviewing the fan film Born of Hope, which is about Aragorn's father, Arathorn. But first, um,. Uh, Jeff, you actually have some War of the Rohirrim news for us to cover.
1: Yeah, so I just had seen this article. I guess it was the Annecy Film Festival in France had a first look at the Lord of the Rings War of the Rohirrim. And uh, there were some reactions, and they only showed a couple brief scenes, but just, I thought I'd a couple of the quotes of, I guess, people who were there. Um, the... Uh, s- it looks like at Ryan Grobin said, and we'll include this link in the show notes. So if anyone wants to check these out, but at Ryan Grobin said, just finished the work in progress talk for the new fil- film. And I have to say that the marriage between Lord of the Rings and anime never looked so good. The world and characters look very authentic. And I can't wait to see this in theaters next year. Um, and then uh, it looks like at Raphael um sorry, Montemayor, says, The Lord of the Rings War of the Rohirrim is already shooting to the top of my most anticipated movies of 2024. The footage shown looks fantastic. This is 100% in line with the original trilogy, while also very much an anime. Can't wait. And then at CloneWeb says, I'm drying my wet eyes. I'm cleaning up all these pages of notes, and I'm telling you, but War of the Rohirrim is in very good hands. This is beautiful 2D from new drawings by John Howe and Alan Lee. It's full Rohan, and the story, based on three paragraphs, is led by young woman, Hera, the daughter of Helm Hammerhand. So um, there were a couple more quotes, but those I think were kind of the more uh, apt ones. But for me, it sounds very positive, and I'm excited to see it when it comes out uh, next year.
2: Yeah, I'm very curious to see how... Um... That that quote that said it's very in line with the Peter Jackson films. I'm very curious to see what they mean by that and how that plays out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I was always under the impression that this movie took place in the same, I guess, universe as the Peter Jackson movies, like the same timeline. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. From what they're saying, it sounds like it's just like the aesthetic is very similar Um like kind of yeah. like even Rings of Power is like very similar that has a, has that similar aesthetic. So I think they just find Peter Jackson's nailed something and everybody's like, let's not, <laughs> you know, why why fix yeah. what's broken? So at least in some people might say some might disagree, but.
2: I'm sure they all want to kind of create something that one uh, group can go to from the next uh, thing. So like if you were a fan of the trilogy, you could kind of easily transition into this new movie.
0: Yeah, and I've always thought that anime was ripe for Lord of the Rings and Legendarium adaptations in general, so I'm really excited to see a Middle-Earth story in anime style. I wonder about the the level of violence, because this is going to be, you know, the War of Helm Hammerhand and all that stuff, so I wonder if they'll lean into that kind of anime, or if they're going to try and keep it you know, family friendly. And I mean, like orc blood is black anyway, and that can get past the, the PG 13 sensors. So,
2: yeah, I'm sure it will be P- probably PG 13. Yeah. Uh, which seems reasonable to me. Yeah. And we also have, um,
0: before we, uh, head on to our main discussion, we actually have some feedback on a few of our recent episodes. Um, for our mother's day episode, uh, Salvatore Mendez writes excellent episode. My vote for my favorite mother is Gilrein, the mother of Aragorn, which is kind of apropos for our discussion tonight. Mm-hmm. And he says also Belladonna, the mother of Bilbo. I think mm-hmm. those are both great choices.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: And we have some p- feedback from our Father's Day episode. Paul Leone on YouTube writes, Aw, poor Denethor. I'm sympathetic <laughs> to the man, broken as he was by the end. He really was the only thing holding back Sauron from complete victory, outside of Providence and the Ring, of course, and did what he could to prevent that to the best of his power. Gandalf's, quote, Have you not done this and little else in all the days of Denethor, unquote, irritates me. What else could Denethor have done? Attack Mordor, lose, and hasten Sauron's ultimate victory? End rant. Great episode, of course. And my vote for best best father in Middle-earth goes to Finarfin. Finrod and Galadriel were awesome, and what little we know about the other children is pretty positive, too. And he was one of the the only of Finwë's sons wise enough not to become a rebel. All interesting thoughts. And nice uh, defense of Denethor, I thought. That's an interesting perspective.
2: Yeah, and I definitely agree with Finarfin being a great dad.
0: And uh, finally, we have some feedback from Louise Iwasik. Louise, I really hope I'm pronouncing your name right. She says, uh, enjoyed the show. You covered all my favorite dads, but my vote for absolute worst father in Middle-earth is Aeol. And I think she's referring Mm -hmm. to Aeol the Dark Elf from the Silmarillion, who I had completely forgotten about. She's right. He's
2: terrible. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he, he, he... He tries to kill his own wife and son. It's just terrible. But he gets the awesome over the top death of being thrown from the precipice of (laughs) Gondolin, which is great. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for the feedback. And and please keep sending it to us. Uh, We we love interacting with the fans of the show. And uh, so tonight we are going to talk about the fan film Born of Hope, which is about Aragorn's father, Arathorn. And uh, Jeff, you wrote us a, a plot synopsis.
1: Yeah, so um, so spoilers ahead, if anyone, um, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube, so you can go watch this film if you want to. But uh, if you have seen it or don't care about spoilers, Ryan and her family are fleeing orcs when they're saved by Arathorn and the Dunedain who welcome them into their camp. The orcs are searching for a ring and Arathorn is sent by his father to search for their purpose and discovers they are hunting for the Ring of Bar here. Upon his return, he asks for Gilryne's hand, and they marry. His father is killed by trolls, but hope is renewed when Gilryne gives birth to Aragorn. As years pass, the orc numbers increase, and Elrond's sons come to Arathorn and advise him to send Gilryne and Aragorn to Rivendell. The orcs attack the village, but Arathorn and the Dunedain repel the attack. In pursuing the fleeing orcs, Arathorn is killed. Gorine takes Aragorn to Rivendell where he is named Estelle to hide his identity until the time comes for him to fulfill his destiny.
0: All right. So that's a great summary. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, we'll get more into these, uh, these events because I think the film did a, a really good job of expanding on what's just given to us in a few paragraphs in the appendices, I think, but uh What, what did you, what was your guys overall impressions of this film?
1: I really liked it. I mean, I hadn't seen it before. um, So it was a first kind of watch for me. I think I I knew of its existence. I just have never sat down and watched it. Um, And, and yeah, it took a a little bit to kind of get used to the fact that it's, you know, not the Peter Jackson level uh, of, of production quality, but um, it was, it was really good. It was an enjoyable story. The action was, which I know action is hard to do, especially if you have, you're on a limited budget, um, with the sword fights and things, but that, that looked really, really good for, for their, you know, the level they could. And I thought the orcs actually looked really good for, for being, um, you know, not having that millions dollar budget. Uh, I thought they actually looked and were, were pretty, were pretty good at orcs. So, um, and just. And yeah, the character of it was like it's one of these things that I liked it a lot, and I I wish they could have expanded more because you if I had a criticism, it would just be that it's just very fast. But I mean, again, I understand it's not a you know they're they're working on their limited budget um, because it was all like fundraised by the uh, by the director. So from what I was reading, like she had I think she she had like eight thousand pounds or dollars or whatever, and then she fundraised. A little a, a bit more, but that was all that they had. Because they can't make any money off of it due to the Tolkien uh, estate. So it's kind of they're able to have it out there because they're it's not for profit. So um but yeah, would it, like, I would like I would this I really liked it though. So um what did y'all think?
2: Yeah, I was really impressed. Like you said, especially with the orcs, I thought they looked very good, um, considering it being a, a fan film. Um I was watching it with my kids and they were even kind of scared of some of the works, which shows like they did a good job. Um, They looked pretty creepy. Um, I thought like, you you know, that costuming was really good. You could tell that they really knew what they were doing. I think obviously um, it being a fan film, like it's never going to look just like a Peter Jackson adaptation, but they you could tell that that's what they were striving for. And I think they got like very close. and I, I thought it was a really touching film. I actually cried at the end um, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was is really cool. I, I saw online that I think their estimated budget was 25,000 pounds, which oh, wow. is like nothing. Um, there's a little pamphlet right. that I found about the website. So maybe we can link or about the film. Um, so maybe we can link that in the show notes, but it's super interesting. There are sketches, um, different like uh, different behind the scenes photos and everything. So, so I'll um, send you all that link and we can include it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I watched this uh, with my brother and we were both very impressed with it, you know, for like, we, we could tell that, that they were on a budget, but as a fan film, it was, it was just very impressive. And you could really tell that they were going for that Peter Jackson style and especially, like you said, Caitlin, in in the costuming and mm-hmm. stuff, it it really hits that. It it kind of feels like, yeah, th- this could take place in that same universe. I I thought yeah. I saw, uh, uh pretty much all the actors did a really good job. I was I was very impressed with the cast, and I was just you know re- really invested in this story. I I've always liked Eriador as a region. I've always liked the Rangers and the kind of the you know the 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 fallen kingdom of arnor and all that stuff so it was great i really liked that that was the setting and yeah i was i was impressed with the effects overall um with with the orcs i thought they did a great job i liked the story that um sauron i guess he's calling himself the necromancer at this point he is he has sent out his orcs to search for the heir of Isildur, and they are looking specifically for the ring of barahir and so they they were able to get some some gross out scenes from that where the orcs are collecting fingers
3: mm-hmm. and
0: stuff where I, I thought that was I'm like oh I'm like that's that's appropriate that's a very orc thing to do you know and they're and the the one orc chieftain like is you know very frustrated that they're bringing him all these rings but none of them are the ring of barahir. Um yeah, I like the characters, I like the story. Um and yeah, I just I I I've never watched a Lord of the Rings Fan film before. I've seen you know fan films from other properties like Star Wars and Star Trek, and and they they can be really good. And I'm I'm glad that there's a, a film like this out there, specifically about Arathorn, who's an interesting character because you know he he's he's in the appendices. We know a bit about him, but it's great to see him on screen like this.
2: Yeah, and it was also really neat because we know the character of Aragorn so well. So it was really fun to see um, kind of him as baby and yes. his family and kind of like a, where he came from. So I, I thought it was a really cool idea for a movie and I think they did a really good job.
1: Yeah. And I like that we got to meet uh, Elrond's sons because they're, yeah. they're like Aragorn's besties uh, in, mm-hmm. in the Lord of the Rings uh, They're you know, for those who don't know, they were, part of the part of they kind of hung out with the rangers basically they were they were basically rangers themselves at that point um so it was kind of cool seeing them as like they were friends of erathorn and they kind of continued that friendship with aragorn um so i liked seeing them as as characters and it, like that their errand was to bring aragorn to rivendell because that because they say that all the heirs are fostered in rivendell for a time um so and I, it was and it was also kind of cool that like because I never thought of them being like a village of the Dunedain. Like I was just kind of imagine them kind of camping and moving from place to place. But this kind of like kicks off why they do that, because they were the works are increasing. So it was, it was kind of like a, a cool like head cannon fan cannon type of thing mm-hmm. on why they're like how they they were. They did have a little village at one point, but they just kind of had to shut that down because the work numbers were increasing. And I like that this is as much a story about
0: Gilrein as it is about Arathorn. And we get a lot of their relationship and how that develops. Because we know, you know, how close Aragorn was to his mother, of course. And we get a lot of that in the appendices. And I, I believe the film ends with her famous, you know, poem that, you know, I gave hope to the Dúnedain, but I've kept none for myself.
2: Yeah, and that, that was very, when I started crying. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a very, <laughs> it was really
0: sweet. That was very appropriate, very Tolkienian, bittersweet ending. I thought that was mm-hmm. the perfect way to end the film where it's there's hope for the future, but there's still this sorrow where Gil Ryan has pretty much lost everything like her home, her, her husband, you know, she's mm-hmm. being fostered in someone else's home. All she has left is her son and this hope for the future. And yeah, I, I liked seeing this relationship blossom between Arathorn and Gilrine. And uh, I, I liked Gilrine's dad. Uh what's mm-hmm. his name? Uh I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name. Deerhile. That's it. I've I've the cast list here. Deerhile, because mm-hmm. I like I just liked him as a character, and I like how grumpy he gets when Arathorn is uh is is courting Gilrine. Mm-hmm. And probably my, my favorite little moment. Of the movie is when Arathorn is kind of psyching himself up to ask Deerheil for his daughter's hand, and he he goes up to him, and Dear Heil just gives him this very this huge frown, this very grumpy look, and Arathorn's just like, "Good morning," and and walks away. He chickens out. He, he does he doesn't ask him, and I, I thought that was just a very funny moment. That was there, there were some nice little. Moments like this in this movie that were that, that were very clever and very well done.
2: Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of good writing.
1: Yeah, and there was uh, Aragorn's friend, like the the, the female uh, Dúnedain, who was kind of like in love with him, but he had no clue about it. Um, and then there was the other guy that was in love with her, and she had no clue about that. So,
3: oh yeah, I was of... going to
1: ask, what well, what did you
0: guys think of the 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 love triangle aspect of this movie?
1: It, it, it reminded, reminded me, me a lot of the oh sorry go ahead yeah
2: I was gonna say the same thing as you I
1: think. <laughs> yeah it reminded me of uh of Aragorn and um oh my gosh why am I blanking Aowyn? On her name yes Aowyn oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah it reminded me a lot of that and I I kind of had the thought that because Gil Ryan is the actress in or at least in the movie she's blonde so it was kind of like is this are they kind of referencing the fact that Aragorn didn't didn't marry you know the blonde uh Rohan, uh, Rohanian, uh, girl, uh, cause she, Gil Ryan was blonde. While well, cause all the Rangers are kind of dark, ha- dark haired and stuff. So I don't know if that was any intentional or if that's just what they, like they did that to kind of set her apart or, or what, but.
2: I'm not sure. I also thought it was very interesting. Um, the moment where, uh, he is shot by many arrows that felt very similar to the Boromir scene in the, um in mm. the Lord of the Rings movies
0: yeah there were a lot of callbacks like that
2: mm-hmm. I think they were done really well and it was yes, um yeah it was it wasn't in your face kind of like some other adaptations can be it was like ah oh, there's a <laughs> nice there's a nice moment I, I liked it I think they did a good job
0: yeah yeah I I overall I I I tolerated the love triangle I didn't think it was bad it was I just felt like oh this again but like but uh, and I've I've seen it in, in 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 too many things, not just Lord of the Rings adaptations. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh okay. But I liked seeing a female ranger. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I thought she was an interesting character. And that that that, that was actually the director, if I'm not mistaken, oh, yeah. who, who played her. her. Right. Yeah, and she she did a good job. It can it, it it can be tricky to direct a movie while you're also acting in it. But I I at least I'm that's so I'm told. But Yeah, I I thought she did a really good job. Um, I did think that there were some moments when their attempts to sort of call back to the to the Peter Jackson movies didn't work. And those were when they really tried to ape its visual kind of style, like when when they would have those slow mo things where, where people are fighting in slow mo like you would see in the Peter Jackson movies. I was like, oh, that's a bit too much.
2: It, it, it got old pretty quickly. And even my kids picked up on it. They were, they were enjoying the movie. And then every time it would happen, they were kind of like, well and my seven-year-old was like there's too much kissing in this movie <laughs> <laughs> he was like there's too much romance too much slow motion why is there oh so much gosh. kissing i was laughing so hard uh,
0: that's <laughs> funny. that's really funny that's very, that's very seven-year-old thing to say yep.
2: yep i was like all right buddy sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah the, the the slow-mo things or the the slow-mo with chant going on in the background Mm-hmm. Is is very Peter Jackson. Um, the the one moment where I say it it and he, I, I still tolerated those moments. In fact, it it got some chuckles out of me. But the the one moment where I felt it really didn't work and they they should have maybe tried something else with this scene was the the CGI troll that
1: yeah. I
2: thought it looked pretty good though, considering the low hmm. budget. Like I mean, it looked uh,
1: it looked fine, but yeah, it, it almost it like it felt out of place i feel Th- like
0: yeah that's what i thought it felt out of place it looked just like the the cave troll mm-hmm. from moria mm-hmm. and but it it was clearly like i felt like the, the with 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 the rigging of the model they had it and my brother picked up on this he's like it moves very gorilla like like it mm-hmm. has almost like a simian kind of move i just felt like I would have almost. I, I don't know how I would have handled that either. I would have. I wouldn't have had the scene as well lit as it was. Yeah. Maybe it might have looked better in the dark, or that to just hint at the trolls, maybe because sometimes, even especially in fan films, what hinting at things actually makes it more effective in a way. Mm-hmm. If you just mm-hmm. kind of hint at the trolls, or having you know, like yeah, or had, have like them- a rock
1: throne or something like. Something like fly off screen and you're and there. Then someone says it's a troll or whatever. I yeah, knew we were have... going to get trolls in this movie because that's how Arador
0: is killed. And I'm like, I just didn't know if we would see it. I'm like, are they going to actually show it to us? And then when they do, I was like, oh, OK, I'm like, hmm. But yeah, no, it, it didn't really bother me or make the movie bad or anything. It's just one of those moments that felt kind of out of place with the rest of the movie, especially with how good the orcs were in terms of like yeah. their, their makeup and stuff.
2: Their makeup was really good. Um, I was really impressed by the, by all of that.
0: And, uh, what there, were some very like nice, like, I don't know if they were CGI or like matte paintings or what, but like establishing shots, like of like Dol guldur and yes. stuff that, that was cool. Mm hmm. That was, yeah, cool. I was
2: also wondering, I was, I was curious if they had done like, um, either a painting kind of thing or if it was like a miniature, um, or what that would have been fun to get kind of more behind the scenes on.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I also felt
2: like the music was good, but it was hmm. so similar to the Peter Jackson movies. And I know they're doing that on purpose, but it almost felt like every 10 seconds you, you kind of hear a piece of music that you think is, is right about to go straight into um, a Lord of the Rings soundtrack kind of song. And then it kind of has to go in a different direction for like legal purposes. Right?
0: yeah, it was, it's a few notes off.
2: Yes. Everything is just slightly off. So it was, um, they did great with that again, but yeah, it mm. got a little bit distracting uh, at times.
0: Yeah. But, and, and, uh, but I, I think that, you know, it, if their intention was to, you know, make a tribute to the Peter Jackson films and show us, something in that universe that hasn't been seen, I thought it, it, it was really good. And as, and especially since, you know, all, all the actors did such a good job, you know? Um, and I, I thought it it was good that they got somebody who looked enough like Viggo Mortensen. So where you're like, okay, yeah, this is Arathorn, mm-hmm. you know? I, th- I, I thought that was good.
2: And even I, I like, was, um, I was looking on their website, too, and they actually do have a lot of behind the scenes information, too. So.
0: Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, is there like I mean, behind the scenes? Like, is there like outtakes and stuff? Because I would like to see that if there are. So there or, is
2: a production diary, video podcast, photo gallery, and then they have sections for a wardrobe, makeup, art, uh, weapons, animals, location, visual effects and music and sound. So you can kind of click oh, wow. on each each one of these and it takes you to a whole section. So it's, um, it's very cool. This is, um, it's an older website because yeah. the film came out in, I think 2009, Yeah, but there's still quite a lot on there.
0: And that's the thing. Like, I don't like, I've never made a movie obviously, but I don't, I don't think people know how much goes into making a movie. Even if it's just a little fan film, the fact that there's all of that, on the website, you know, like well, f- covering all that different stuff shows how much they, e- e- did, they needed to either make or acquire in terms of props mm-hmm. and just like and getting all these locations where they could build a little fantasy village and stuff, a little or, or uh, yeah. it, it, it almost looked like a village out of like Skyrim or something. Mm-hmm. Was,
1: <laughs> yeah, I but, think it was it was filmed at like a, a Saxon, like an old Saxon like me, historical site um or like the village scenes were so i'm not i'm assuming they like built sets there but i'm so yeah it definitely looked like that and i'm all i have i haven't looked at the website so i'm not sure what's on there but i wonder if they also like got some you know cosplayers who are (laughs) after because this is a few years after the film the lord of the rings films came out so there were probably people around who had made costumes and stuff so i wonder if they kind of reached out to people about that like hey if you want to be in a you know, an extra in a movie or in the background come show up to, to come show up here. That's what they did in the Mandalorian with uh, some scenes of stormtroopers. They had just like the 501st oh. cosplayers. So they could have done something similar. I have no idea. That's just
0: me. I wonder if 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 this doesn't exist, it should. But like a Lord of the Rings equivalent of the 501st where everyone is like orcs and like Easterlings <laughs> and Southrons and stuff. Call it like the <laughs> Legions of Morgul or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like that that would that would be kind of that'd cool. be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, um I, I I did think that it was it was just really impressive. And I, I love that that films like this exist. It it is just really cool and that someone can get enough support from the fans to support this vision of like making this, this really cool movie. Um, uh, I think
1: I was, I think I saw on YouTube. It has like 49 million views or something like that. Um, oh, wow. Wow. I think maybe I'm inflating that number. <laughs> I'm actually going to check. Cause I wouldn't be surprised uh, though. <laughs> but, um, let's
2: see. And it's not and it's a also, long movie
1: um, either. It's only a yeah. little bit over yeah, an, for, an hour. It's, it says 49 million mm-hmm. views on YouTube. Wow. So. In I also years. Um,
2: found the producer, Kate Madison's Twitter account, and she seemed like uh, she was actually pretty excited for rings of power. She hasn't tweeted since September 2nd, but <laughs> on September 2nd, she was like, today's the day who's, who's watching this. So, so I have no idea actually, if she liked it or not, but it, she was excited for it. <laughs> mm. Uh I thought that was interesting. I'm sure that's very exciting as someone who has created a fan film for the Lord of the Rings to see like a new interpretation coming out.
0: Right. And I'd like to see more from her. If yeah. if, if she directs further, you know, Lord of the Rings uh, content or even, you know, something in some other, you know, film entirely, you know, I, I think she definitely has the the talent and the ability to do it. I would definitely like to see more.
1: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she's she's in like TV or film. I think I kind of like was scoping out online she's in like production. Uh I'm not I don't think she's like directing and stuff, but I think she's like involved in in creating content. So it's definitely mm-hmm. a possibility out there that she could she could do something like that or she could, you know, come back to to doing something like that. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, was 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 there any other like um like favorite moments? you guys had from the movie
1: I liked the funeral for um Arithorn's father like it was kind of cool seeing like the funeral oh. of a of a dunedin yeah. chief um cuz i mean that's like a big deal like, cuz it's the passing of the you know the 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 next the passing of the torch to the next chief so mm-hmm. of the dunedine so i i did like that scene um like it was a pretty cool like somber uh somber bit
2: yeah, I thought the moment where um, his mother, where Aragorn's mother is t- is telling um, her father that she's pregnant and she was like, I forget exactly what she said, but she's, she kind of brought up the idea of hope. And uh, there were a couple times where he's referred to as hope. And I love that because as we know, like he is called Estelle later, which means hope. And so right. that obviously it's the title of the movie and, but there's this thread that's going through the movie of hope. And every time it came up, I got teary eyed and um, I thought it was really beautiful.
0: I liked that they, that the script didn't feel like it needed to be beholden to every little detail from the appendices or to interpret details in different ways. Because like in, in Arathorn's last fight, where he's wounded. Okay, so we know from the appendices, it just says. He's he's killed by an orc arrow through the eye. And it would be kind of anticlimactic if he's just riding on his horse and gets shot in the eye and that's it. So Mm -hmm. I like how they interpreted it, where he's having this heroic fight against all these orcs. He's shot several times and still come back and then fights the orc chieftain who finally, you know, stabs him through the eye with an arrow. Mm-hmm. And and even that doesn't kill him yeah. immediately. He's able to be to to be brought back to the village and he has this last um moment with his his wife and son, which I I thought was very effective and that mm-hmm. they they were able to interpret that bare information that were given. He's killed by an orc arrow through the eye and expand it into this into these really effective scenes. I thought that was just great.
2: Yeah. It was very fun seeing their interpretation of it. And it you could see kind of a lot of their own personal thoughts coming through and them adding a lot because it is kind of a bare bones story. But it still felt, felt very faithful to Tolkien. And um, it felt pretty respectful uh, as adaptations go.
0: Yeah, and I also thought the um, the even though this came out long before Rings of Power, The 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 fight, the village fight against the orcs reminded me of the the fight, the village fight in the Rings of Power in Mm -hmm. in the Southlands. I wonder if if that scene took a little inspiration from this fan movie, because it was the same setup that the women and children are being boarded away inside some of the houses and everyone else fights and it's just this brawl inside this village. I mean I know that that's been, that's been done a million times in fantasy movies but I it, it just you know with Rings of Power on the mind I couldn't stop thinking of it <laughs> during that scene.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine that they they haven't seen this movie. So I'm sure mm. even if it's not um intentional it's probably coming through. And I also thought the original character named Halberon was a little bit Similar to Halbrand, I that just popped oh. out to me. Just the, just the naming, because I had to turn on the subtitles. Um, so, like, you know, if the subtitles aren't on, it, it sounds very similar. So, um, Oh, that's right, Halbrand. Halbrand.
1: Was he the Hal- friend? Hal-
2: like Halbrand, f- I think he was the friend, and then he had a son okay. named oh, Halberad. Right. Okay. Like oh, that. so that's supposed to be Halberad's
0: dad. I thought it was Halberad. I misheard it oh yeah no it's, and i'm like yeah. oh halberd's much older i'm like what <laughs> i'm like i thought he was Arag- like aragorn's age i'm like what happened right. and I'm like i was confused yep. by that okay yeah, per, that makes more sense
1: per wikipedia it's, it is halberon and there's an asterisk saying or he's an original character created for the film so mm-hmm.
2: um yeah i just thought the naming was also uh, a little bit interesting um but I'm I would be really surprised if they hadn't seen this film. I imagine if you're adapting Tolkien, you probably want to see everything that's been made.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, did did you guys uh, have, have any final thoughts about this movie before I, I have one more fun question for you guys? But uh, do you have any final thoughts about the movie itself?
2: Yeah, I just I thought it was I thought it was nice. It was fun. It's a a great way to spend an hour and it's free so there's really no risk (laughs) involved if you don't end up liking it like oh well um but I I enjoyed it I watched it with my kids and they thought it was fun and it was just kind of a it was neat too because then it gets them asking questions about Tolkien which is always what I like to have happening Mm. so yeah I enjoyed
1: it yeah I enjoyed it a lot too and I mean I think I would definitely next time I'm gonna do a lord of the rings rewatch which i'm probably due to do fairly soon like i would consider this as like a, i would watch this before i watch fellowship and because it it kind of it's that like little little nice like prologue to that that you know like it's almost you can kind of headcanon that it's the same you know because they that i don't know that they'll ever um you know do anything to put this on screen in an official way but um i kind of like it as a little prologue to that to the film so I'll I'll definitely check it out again in the future. Um. Yeah,
0: d- d- definitely a a really great top notch fan film, and I'm my brother and I really enjoyed it. And like you said, Caitlin, it's a great way to spend an hour. And if you're a Tolkien fan, you're you're gonna get all the the references that they're they're doing to the appendices, and it's just great to see Arathorn's story in any capacity brought on the screen because there's so many of these great characters that could be adapted Um, but in terms of fan films in general i have this fun question if if you guys were to make a fan film like if you have a fan film in your head what would it be like a a, a legendarium lord of the rings fan story If, if you could do any Thing, like w- within reason like you know within a fan <laughs> film within a fan yeah. film kind of budget
2: oh hmm. my uh, like immediate first thought was i know in delay but i have no idea how you would conceptually do that it would oh like have fantasia
0: be, i would yeah, do it that would,
3: yeah it would
2: have to be animated i think mm-hmm. but it that could be super cool um you would have to be kind of a a mega Tolkien fan in order to really enjoy it. Probably. I can't imagine really finding a way to adapt that for a general audience, Mm. but that would be super cool.
0: You'd have to get somebody who knows a lot about music. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they did that in kind of a Fantasia kind of way, that would be really awesome.
2: There's a, um, there's a free comic online. I think it's, have you seen it before someone did a, a um an online comic of vinyl and delay maybe we can link it I think his Ooh. name is Evan Palmer Yeah so it's on evanpalmercomics.com and I can give you guys the link to it Oh to yeah cool But it's it's free just like the Arrow movie you can't sell these things mm-hmm. But he has a it's a, the full thing in in comic form
0: Great yeah, I'm interested in anything I know, because like, it 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 is one of my favorite parts of the Silmarillion. It's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, what about you, Jeff? Would would you have a fan if you could make a fan film? What would it be? I would assume it would have something to do with the Men of the West. With the
3: doom I and mean die.
1: that. So, if I was making a so that's a, that's a hard question because I love yeah. like the Men of the West, the the High King, you know, Aragorn, and I love all that stuff. But it would be. Not giving it its proper due in a in a big budget way would I don't know that I would you know if I was a filmmaker like I would want to do anything like that I was kind of mm. thinking is like if I had a fan film budget I would almost want to do something like a follow up to Lord of the Rings but but following Merry and Pippin as they go travel back to Rohan and Gondor to and because they Ooh. hang out with Aragorn before because uh, um, I, I believe they they die before. Or is it they die before Aragorn or Aragorn dies before them? I don't remember offhand. I
2: don't
1: Um, remember. But they go back.
0: They die first. Okay. Yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah. And, but them going back to Gondor and hanging out with Aragorn, like, I think seeing that kind of relationship at the end would be, and that you could do that in like, you would just need a couple, you know, although it'd be hard to do that without the original actors uh, portraying Mm -hmm. those roles, but, you know, something like that, or even something just kind of like showing the friendship of these of of these hobbits that, like outside of these these big quests of you know doing things like on a fan in a fanful budget i i would like to do i would say do something like that like um and you could do that with any a variety of hobbits like almost like a you could almost do like a mini series or like a like a thing of various vignettes of hobbit life um
2: yeah that'd be fun
1: which would you yeah be fun
0: that actually gives me a an idea for, for mine, which would be a fan film of Scouring of the Shire. Yeah,
2: that would be really cool. Since
0: we never got it in the Peter Jackson movies. And it's such an interesting story and like obviously wouldn't be able to use the original actors, but to have, you know, I, I just love the Scouring of the Shire because it's the hobbits kind of coming into their own as heroes, they have none of the rest of the fellowship to, not even Gandalf to rely on anymore, and they have to save the the Shire themselves. And they are able to rally this community, you know. And obviously, mm-hmm. like you know, unfortunately, with, with a fan film budget, probably wouldn't be able to use the the Matamata set in New Zealand, the Hobbiton set in New Zealand, but you know, but just to have a scouring of the Shire thing and, and to see how that all plays out and with you know uh um Saruman and his sharky persona mm-hmm. where he's at his most bitter like <laughs> yeah and like and to, to have Grima worm to and, and to finally you know see that how the the war of the ring really finally resolves like Frodo says uh at the very door of Bag End I never expected that you know and I I just think it the it it's enough of its own self-contained story that if you've if you've seen the films you know enough to understand what's going on in the Scouring of the Shire, so that yeah I I think that that would be my kind of fan dream fan film project would be to do Scouring of the Shire and you you can't go wrong with hobbits anyway so. <laughs>
2: There are so many Airbnbs that look like Hobbit houses, too. Oh, really? Yeah, there are dozens of them. And I am sure that if you had a budget, you could, you know, make a deal with the Airbnb owner to to film there or something like that. So even if you couldn't do it in New Zealand, I'm sure there's a way that it could happen.
0: Mm. And yeah, I would definitely like to see more. Middle earth fan films in the future. You know, I, I don't know how um strict the Tolkien estate is with that now. And especially now that like the rights are are changing hands and all that with the yeah. the, the film and TV rights. Yes. I don't know all the legal mumbo jumbo that's going on with that, but I would definitely like to see more. And in fact, the the listeners, like this is like an an open call. If you know of any more really good you know, legendarium or Lord of the Rings fan films, like send them to us because we would definitely like to review more of these in the future. So,
2: um, I actually found one when I was looking on the IMD page, IMDB page for this, uh, film and it's called the hunt for Gollum.
0: Yeah. Have you heard of that? No, but that sounds awesome.
2: (laughs) It's, I um, haven't watched it, but yeah, it's also from 2009. and, uh apparently it says you can watch it on Prime Video. Oh, really? Yeah, rent it for three dollars. I, I
1: think, think it's so on YouTube insane. actually. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think I was surprised about recently.
2: being able to rent it because I would imagine that they probably would have had to offer it for free, like um like the Aerathorn movie. Um but yeah, Especially I'm sure on there's Prime because Rings of right. power. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused about this. Um, we'll have to do some research into it. But yeah, that might be an interesting movie to review. It only has eight reviews on IMDb.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I checked my Prime app and yeah, it is on there. So that's, that's crazy. It's
2: 38 minutes long. Oh, hmm. okay. even shorter. And that's a good
0: like topic for a fan film. Yeah, because you know? that's another one of those really. Neat stories. And I, I've always loved Aragorn's description of those events in the Council of Elrond. It, it's where Aragorn really gets to to show his kind of, you know, sense of humor. Was he say he's like, you know, uh he 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 deemed it the worst part of all his journey, having to drag Gollum back yeah. to Mirkwood. And he's like, and I was glad to be rid of his company for he stank for my part i hope never to look upon him again but gandalf came and endured long speech with him and i just yeah <laughs> there's just a funny moment <laughs> so and i as you can see i've i've now committed passages of this book to memory <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: how good it is yeah i did find it for free though if you go to the com.
1: It's, okay. yeah, it's on there. YouTube. It's yes. on YouTube. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice. They have a link to the YouTube and they've had several million views.
0: Great. Yeah. we'll They're we'll not... definitely have to look into yeah. that. Yeah, Especially so really since cool. we've got at the time of this recording, we've got a Gollum devoted episode coming out very soon. So that might be an interesting follow up, kind of like how this episode was a follow
1: up to the Father's Day episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That
1: yeah. would be neat. Yeah, gotta do something until Rings of Power comes back
2: because <laughs> <laughs> eventually I know it's going to be a while.
1: You said earlier in our in our slack that that they just finished filming uh, the season. Yeah, they wrapped
2: season. filming, I think, in the end of June. So now they're just in post production. And I don't know how the writers strike is going to affect that because they can't do any rewrites mm-hmm. at all. Um, right. Yeah. And normally that's kind of an ongoing process and you're kind of tweaking things as you go. So I don't know. And You can't um, go
0: back and do reshoots. Yeah. Cause you, you don't and, have new scripts
1: for the reshoots.
2: Yeah. I mean, by you the time, could
1: reshoot, you could reshoot. You just couldn't change any dialogue, I think.
2: Right. Well then by the time this episode comes out, the writers, um, a lot of the actors might be on strike too so i think oh um, is
0: is there a is there a i think there's an a strike? um
2: there's a the big actors guild i'm not mm-hmm. sure oh the screen uh,
1: actors guild
2: yes and there's i are, think the
1: director's guild and like other production guilds might also go on strike from yes uh, oh wow so is is it over ai because prob-
2: <laughs> i mean i think that's a big deal i'm not sure mm. i'm not i haven't been following it very closely but i think by the time this episode comes out it it will have happened or it won't have so, um, that will definitely change some plans, and things will probably get slowed down, but yeah. I don't think we'll get rings of power until at least summer twenty twenty four at mm. the very earliest is that's my guess
0: so yeah, Hollywood suits, get your act together, pay your writers, and you I know, know
1: and- give us give us the content
0: <laughs> give us the content, stop trying to cheat with a i and pay your writers a decent <laughs> wage and Right. Everything could go back to normal, but <laughs>
2: if we can just, yeah, I mean, I, 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 hope they get to their peaceful resolution as, oh yeah, absolutely. soon as possible, because I, I'm sure it's difficult for the writers to not having, work not having and, work. while they're yeah. striking and, um, yeah. Anyway, so that is
0: it for this episode of the Secrets of Middle Earth, and please, again, if if you know of any other fan films out there, guys, we would love to hear about it. But for now, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make this show possible, including the W family, Jim B, Simon R, Gregory F, and Joe K. Their generous donations at sqpn.com give help us to continue to create the secrets of Middle Earth and all of the shows here at StarQuest. And you can join them at sqpn.com give. So again, we'd love to hear from you guys. Have you seen Born of Hope? What did you think of it? Um, and what would you do if you had the power and the money and the huge prop budget to make a fan film of your own? You can let us know at sqpn.com slash Middle Earth or on our Facebook page or on Twitter, where you can send us an email to Middle Earth at sqpn.com or please visit our channel on the StarQuest Discord at sqpn.com. /discord So for our next episode with September uh having Hobbit Day on September the 22nd, which is of course the shared birthday of Bilbo and Frodo Baggins, we thought it would be nice to go back to the past and review the first uh widely known film adaptation of Tolkien at least here in America anyway, and that is with the 1977 Animated Hobbit movie by Rankin and Bass, and if you guys have not seen this movie yet, it was one of the first Lord of the Rings uh, related movies that I ever saw. But and it, it's it's very interesting, we'll say that. <laughs> but the the, yes. the film the film <laughs> is streaming on Max, or it can be rented or purchased on other platforms if you'd like to watch along with us. And until then, Caitlin Facista, thank you for joining me and sharing. The Secrets of Middle-Earth.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: And Jeff Hecker, thank you as well. Thank you, Thomas. And once again, I'm Thomas Salerno, and your list, thank you for listening to The Secrets of Middle-Earth here on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, The Secrets of Star Wars.
3: Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Wars.